Okay, welcome everybody uh, watching online. Our extended family, we like to call you. We know you're not with us as, you know, physical, but tissue showing up, man. <laughs> um, okay, so here's what we're going to do. This is what I do. I don't know if this is right or wrong. I don't know any better, but this is what I do. On Saturday, I say, Lord, what are you doing in my life? What can I talk about and, how, and trust that you'll use it to, for other folks? That, that, that's it. That's, I don't have an agenda. So here's what I'm going to talk about my week. I want to talk a little bit about balance, but I think I want to call this message one step. I just kind of came up with that. You'll see what I'm saying. What I'm about to teach you today might seem like a really simple message, but this is so hard to walk out, okay? So give me lots of energy today and help me get through this, okay? For those of us who have made the decision to follow Jesus, to believe that he is who he says he is, and that he'll do everything he said he'll do, that's faith. It's not any more complicated than that. Jesus, you are who you say you are, and you'll do everything you say you'll do in my life. That's faith, guys. It is not something National Geographic is going to convince you of or, or grandma sitting around the table. No, it's you in your heart saying, did God's son really do what he said he did? Or is he a liar? There you go. Well, I'm not here to pat you on the bottom. Either you decide that or you don't, right? That's faith. If we've done that, sorry, I'm coming in a little hot today. I told you I was tired. <laughs> um, if we've done that, guys, what we have now is a following. God is not looking for fans. Like I would cheer on the Packers. Oh, you guys do all the work. Yay, I'm just going to sit here and consume. That's not what it, we're talking about. As followers of Christ, we get in the mix. We start doing stuff, right? We start serving like drunk or tree and, and this stuff. And we start loving our family members. And we start forgiving. We start being changed and renewed. That's the following part. And I want to show you this, actually. I like that picture. For those God foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. Oh, wait, let's stay right there. Yeah, I'm actually not going to use that one today. Let's go back one. Sorry, Bri. For those God foreknew, he also predestined. Now listen to me. I will make this very easy for you. For the ones that God knew before time began, which is everybody in this room because you're here, and everybody watching online because you're watching online. For, for you people, he made it your destiny to become like Jesus. That's how complicated that is. And can I tell you something? We all know this. The best you is the one that looks most like Jesus. He was full of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. He didn't freak out on his family members. He didn't beat, you know, beat people up. He wasn't this, that, or the other thing that we struggle with. And Jesus is beckoning us like this. He's saying, look, I'm, I made it your, what's my destiny? Forrest Gump said that. What's my destiny, mama? Right? Not bad, not bad, right? Thank you. She could have said, Forrest, it's for you to become the most like Jesus that you can, cooperate with God. That's the truth. Your job doesn't matter as much as that. Where am I going to work? Where am I going to go to college? That's how inconsequential is. is are you going to become the person that God intended you to become in the time in between when you were born and when you died? That's what you get, right? The dash. I have a message called the dash. The dash is all that counts. But in that process, you are to be conformed. And that's following Christ. So in this, I want to say this. Now, many of us are here. We're running our race. And, and, and sometimes, guys, we would say this. We would say following Christ is, is hard sometimes. Is actually very, very, very hard sometimes. And I know it can be. But I want to propose something to you today. A lot of times, and this is my story, we're the ones who up the difficulty, in this process. We do this to ourselves. Or people who claim to be following Christ heap stuff on us that makes it more difficult to do this. Honestly. And so this is this has been my week, guys. Often I look at my life. Now, I'm vulnerable with you, so don't use this stuff against me. Okay, I'm going to tell some of my tales today. 
often I look at my life area by area and I look at where I am, I see the idea of where I wanna be, where I should be, and I realize I'm not there at all. And then you know what I do? I just feel like a failure and I fall into a little puddle because I feel like a worm and I don't wanna do anything at all. Can anybody relate to that at all? I see the husband I wanna be and I'm not him yet. I see the dad, I see the Christian, I see the free whatever and, 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 and I'm just not it. And I'm like, man, what in the world? You've been doing this for so long and you're still screwing it all up. And I get stuck in that. It's like I was on the side of the road one time and I had my front brake on and I, and I revved and my wheel just spun really impressively. And that, but that's me wasting my time and energy because I'm not this person I wanna be yet. And you know what guys? Self-examining is really, is good. Yay, good for you. But what it does for me is I just lay down and stop doing anything at all. And I don't think this is the plan guys. I mean, I get it. I wanna serve God. I do love God with all I have. I do, I honestly feel that in my heart. And I wanna do the things I should and I don't wanna do the things I shouldn't do, for real. But there's some areas of my life I'm so far from what I see as the standard, I just get crippled by it. But this week, guys, God has really set me free from this self-imposed hamster wheel of suffering. For example, like I said, I have all the, perfect, the, the, the perfection in marriage. You know, are we where we should be and this, 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 and, and when we're not, or we have a bad day or whatever, a bad month or a bad decade, you just, uh, right? Or my health, my finances, my habits. Um, I don't know. I see it over there and I'm over here. And, and, but let me look at that for a second. Let me tell you what God's told me. I mentioned it before about running a race. We're all called to run our race, as it says. There's a reason that the Bible makes reference to a race over and over and over again when it comes to our lives. And it's this, despite our culture who wants everything now, despite careless, judgy people who are gonna point out every area you are far from him yet, God has given us this life and here's the thing, this is where we gotta retrain our minds. Our life is actually supposed to be a journey of ever growth, okay? It's supposed to be a race and a process and a journey. And when you forget that, that's when you get crushed. And that's what the enemy wants to do. He wants you to look at the addiction you've got today. He wants you to look at the husband you are today and say, you'll never change. It's just always the way it's going to be. And it's a lie from the pit of hell. God would say, bro, your days are numbered on the earth. I've given you these days. You're jealous and hot tempered right now. We're working on that. Aren't we? And you'd go, wait, yeah, yeah, we are. Okay, then stop self-incriminating like that because I tell you what, I'm gonna spoil my message a little bit. Shame and guilt are terrible motivators. They're actually crippling and they freeze you up, don't they? What's my next slide? God is gonna set us free a little bit today. Romans 8.30. You're right, I do have that. Okay, so he might be the first born among many brothers because here's the rest of that scripture. I didn't skip anything. For those he predestined, like they just talked about, he also called you to himself. That's how I know it's you and everybody in this room because you're here. He called you at one point. Come sit. Come listen to this, right? Come hear me. Those he called, he also justified. Made you right. Made you good with him. And those he justified, he glorified. So in other words, ready? It's supposed to be a process. If you just look at Romans 8, 29, you go, predestined to be conformed to the likeness of Christ. Still not. And then God says, whoa, 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 guys, guys, knock it off. Stop, stop your fast food garbage. This is following Christ with all your days, and this is our process right here. Don't worry. My ability to keep you is greater than your ability to lose me. Let me, sit, let me hang on that for a second. There was a little boy walking one time. It wasn't my kid. I would have told you if it was. Um, and he was about to cross the road, 
And mama says, take my hand, hold my hand. And the, ki- and the kid goes, no, you hold my hand because you won't let go. The little kid's grip, right, wasn't as strong. But if mama holds my hand, you get it? When I hold my kids, you know where I grab them? Right there. When we're going, right? And sure enough, spaghetti legs down. <laughs> good thing I had you. Guess what? It's not about your ability to hold on to me. It's my ability to hold on to you. I'm the good, good father. Right? It's, it's, it's who I am. And, it's, and love by me is who you are, Alex and Izzy. You're in this process, and listen, we're gonna get to the other pendulum swing where you don't care and you continue to just do whatever you wanna do and you don't care about being conformed. We'll get to that. But I got news for you. If you're going into this with your best efforts and talents and you're believing the lie that you're stuck, your power is gone. Because you've just, you've believed the lie that God is not working. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's what we're gonna work out of today. Okay. I bring this up because there are one of two pendulum swings that happen if you're not careful as you're following Christ. And honestly, guys, with the fact that life is in seasons, I think we all swing on the pendulum. But let me just identify them right now. One swing is this, what we've been talking about. You get beaten down when you miss the mark. You try and try and try and perform. We self-examine. You spin wheels. You feel worthless. You feel defeated. That's this pendulum swing. Religious, religiosity, legalism. Look at you. Don't look at me. Right? That, that's religiosity. Is you looking at you and not looking at Jesus. And this is what I'm building a case against. That's one pendulum swing. But I would be an irresponsible teacher if I didn't teach you that not waging war against those things that are in you that aren't like Christ, that's another pendulum swing that's out of balance too. Okay? We are supposed to put to death the old self. We're supposed to wage war against anger and, and addiction and things like this in our lives. The things that we know don't look like Christ, we're supposed to hold them up to God and say, absolutely, not just, I'm going to do what I want because his grace is enough and it's a blank check for me to go around sinning and hurting everybody I love. We good? Both those pendulum swings, no, no. But look, we're not going to be the church that just focuses on this one. Hey. you're struggling with this, this, and this, right? No, we're also going to fight against condemnation too because in here is a one-to-one life lived with Christ Jesus, fully accepted, fully loved, and cheered on by him to grow and change. Right, guys? What does this say behind me? Full of grace and truth. This is exactly what I always talk about, isn't it? And we live in grace so we can continue to pursue truth. Okay, you screwed up last night. You did something you shouldn't have done. You knew it was sin. Sin means anything that's outside of the boundaries of what God said is true, right, and best. But there's grace. But you don't stop there. The grace allows you to get back up to continue to pursue truth, right? Am I losing you guys? We doing all right? Okay, because what I just did was say religion has no place in here. We're Sure, we're a church, but this is not what it's about at all. Church is a gift that he gave us for the world, but guys, this is a one-to-one relationship with God, your loving father. Understand and accept his love so you don't feel worthless. And I don't care who told you you are. Or even if you're fully in your addiction right now, I don't care who, whoever's listening online. The point is that's not, the, that's not the full truth. That's what you're focusing on right now. But that's not the full truth. You've got this process that God himself promises. Do I have the one where it says, no, forget it, forget it, forget it. I'm getting way ahead of myself. <laughs> Here's the thing about the two pendulum swings and why I'm waging so hard against the one. If you're given to this self-examination or you've got those voices in your head from your last church or from your legalistic parents or whatever it may be that every time you fall, you are worthless. There is no hope, blah, blah, blah. What'll happen is this, ready? You'll swing right into the other one where I don't care anymore. I'm just gonna do whatever I want. I'm gonna medicate the pain. I'm gonna do whatever my friends are doing because I obviously can't meet the standard. Well, let's go to the bar. 
And that's me joking around. I'm not saying bars are evil. But you know what I'm trying to say? That's, that's my story too. It doesn't motivate me to change. It doesn't. I got to get right in the center where I'm looking at him. So let's get going on this thing. You know another mistake I make? And see if you guys can relate to this. Another thing I tend to do is this. I look at my now as, the, as though it is the end and the finished product. Do you understand what I'm saying? For example, let's say my marriage. I look at my marriage and go, that's just my marriage. I look at me now or my health or my finances. That's just who it is. What? This isn't the finished product. Didn't I just build a case that it's going to keep going? Let's look at this. This A little levity here. Watch this. Other people who, oh, this is my life now. <laughs> the the dog jumped in there. Oh, this is my life now. <laughs> this is just how it's always going to be. Let's look at another silly dog that decided to, oh, this is my life now. This is where I live. That's how foolish it is for you to sit there and say, this thing I can't stand about myself, this is just my life. It's never going to change. I'm stuck in the bush. This life, my reality now. But I do that, guys. I look at this snapshot of AJ, 2017, and I think that's the finished product. No, what? What am I, all of a sudden off of this process and God is done with me all of a sudden? Oh, this is it, finished. Can anybody see what I'm saying? Or my marriage. We've been married a decade and that went by in a, in a heartbeat, didn't it? That's crazy I just had to say that. But I look at my marriage and quite honestly, it's not where I think it could be. For, for, just for me, me, guilty. But I'm like, well, that's, that's it. What? I'm still working with couples who are 65 years old and still working at getting their marriage better. Why would I think that potential is limited to now? Right, guys? But you do. You do. I know you all do because I do it every, every day. I look at the now as well. This is just it. This is just it. This is crazy. My life, our lives are a journey. This is the way God made it. And guys, if we sit there and say now is all I get, it leaves no room for God to work and move in our lives. So I'll just always be divorced. Liar. I'll never find someone else. Liar. Stop it. You don't know. You don't know. That clock keeps moving us away from right now into God's destiny for us. Stop limiting him. Nothing. We can't be defined by it. See, that's why Dustin, somebody who's really been through some stuff, as a powerful faith because they realize there's no going back. I've been through it. I've been through the valley. I understand I'm moving forward. Good days are to come. But that only comes from battle scars, doesn't it? When God holds you together and you've got the scars and you go, no, no, no. Now is not reality. There's always a tomorrow. As long as you're breathing, he's not done with you, you guys. For most of my life, I'm 37. For most of my life, I've been addicted to tobacco. I started smoking when I was 12 years old. What a class act I was right here in Norwood from a very young age. And then I, and then I switched over to dip because I thought that'd be easier to quit. <laughs> Not so much. Um, yeah. And honestly, guys, I would just be crushed and embarrassed. I wouldn't do it around people because I thought, well, I'm a Christian. I'm not supposed to be mastered by anything. I could show you seven scriptures that back that up and I'm filled with the spirit of God, but why do I need a cigarette? And that was just my life for years and years and years and years. And I, and I literally looked at myself because of that. And I just felt like a slug. I felt like a worm. I wouldn't, like I said, I wouldn't do it around people because I was judging me. Church didn't help. Church didn't help at all. But anyway, um, and I looked at it and it defined me and I did the two things where this is just my life and all this sort of stuff. But then, and then what I did in my mind is I believe the lie, right? This is just me. This is my life now. But then one day, you ready? God set in motion some circumstances that completely set me free from it. And I never looked back since. And I've been, to back, it's just a memory now. It's not who I am. It, it was, that, that was then. That was then. And I'm free from it. 
wow, all those years of feeling really crappy about myself and feeling like, well, this is just my life. What a mistake I made, right? Does that sound like joy? Doesn't sound like joy, does it? Doesn't it sound like joy got robbed from me because I believed a lie? Doesn't it sound like joy got robbed from me because I looked at what I was doing and didn't look at what God was doing in my life? Don't you understand, people? It's not even about you. We like to think it. It's not. When you get to the end of your life, you're going to sit in front of the Lord Jesus Christ in his glory. And the last thing you're going to think is, yay me. It's not going to happen. When the Lord of all creation, who occupies all 11 dimensions, gives you the mysteries of who you are and what you are and who he is, it's going to be all about the Lord God. And so why would you waste your time feeling like a scumbag about something that you're working on? Right? Get it off you guys. Get it off you. I'm going somewhere with this. I do promise. Though the, the way of cooperating with that looks more like the enemy. It looks more like religion than it does following God. So this week, God showed me something, the main reason I'm sharing this, okay? In the areas where I'm not where I want to be, where I think I should be, or even where the Bible is very clear I need to be, God spoke this to me today. Very simple. Or this week. He literally said, well, I was in the midst of feeling like a worm. He literally said this, are you on your way to where you want to be? And in that same sentence came kind of a, are you facing that direction? Are you moving in the direction? And I got to thinking about it. And I was like, yeah, actually. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm sure facing that direction, opening up about something I struggle with, there's, that's, okay, right? Let me not give the whole thing. Okay, you're not where you want to be, but you're on your way. Are you doing what you can do to get there and trusting me with the rest? Yes, God. Okay, then just relax. Anybody? 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 Are you doing just what's in front of you right now, AJ, that I told you to do today? Well, yeah, actually, Father. I can't get us the marriage magically I want, but I did make some moves today toward it. Okay, cool. Then trust me with the rest that you can't do. Now, that sounds like real faith, doesn't it? Sounds like really following Christ. It sounds like you get your eyes off you, doesn't it? And other people don't get to speak into that either. Those people who've been, you know, you've been beat up and abused by other people. Are you doing what you can? Are you facing that direction? Are you on your way? Yeah. And God says, I've got this. I've got you. Your job is to do whatever you can to cooperate with me, but not to spin wheels, condemn yourself, and worry about it. I always talk about this. One of my most famous quotes is this. If you aim at I don't know in any area of your life, you're going to end up with mediocrity or at worst calamity. If you aim at, at I don't know in any other area of your life, you're not going to get the results you want. Where are you aiming your finances? I don't know. Well, don't expect to be rich. Where are you aiming your relationship? I don't know. Well, don't expect to be happy. Come on, anybody? Jeez, God, this is a common sense bomb. But this is, we live life on purpose, don't we? Where are you aiming your parenthood? I don't know. Well, don't expect to be remembered as a great parent if you're not working at it and learning and talking to other people. Right? So what God is saying to me is, in these areas you're falling short, I know you've had fun running on the hamster wheel of I'm a, I'm a loser, but are you, head, are you facing the right direction for where you want to be? Yeah, God. Okay, then trust me with the rest of it. Because you know what's crazy about this, guys? That's what I love about sometimes when you do spiritual counseling. If I continue to put one foot in front of the other, where am I going to end up? Where I want to be and where I'm going. So I can't fix my marriage in one day, maybe. But God said, are you facing that direction? Me personally, am I talking to people, to other men that I trust? Guys, life is not supposed to be lived by ourselves. I've got some really good men in my life that I can open up about my flaws and failures and needs. Am I doing that? Yeah. Well, there you go. What do you think that's going to end you? Well, God, well, God that's going to get me. So let me keep talking about the, my finances. Um, I'm not where I want to be. What are you facing? Are you putting money away? Are you saving? Are you being obedient to God in the way he says to 
What do you think that's going to lead, dummy? Or I don't know. What are you, you going to get? Are you sitting down with someone? I'm going to sit down with someone and relook at my budget. I have a budget. I have a piece of paper. Every I know where every penny's going. But you know what? Because I'm because I want to know where I'm going to hit. Guess what I'm doing? Ready? I'm going to recheck my scope to make sure I'm aimed in the right spot. And I'm going to go sit down with someone and open up my my life and finances. Does that sound like wisdom? A good decision or bad decision? Yeah, it does, doesn't it? And when the marriage gets difficult, instead of going somewhere else, somewhere outside of my marriage, I'm going to go sit with someone. We're going to sit with someone. We're going to open things up and do the work on the front end, right? That's what we have to do. So God says this. You're not where you want to be, but where are you facing? Are you facing in that direction? Yeah. Okay. There you go. And you know what? If you're healing from something, pass this on. If you're healing from something, just look. Where are you facing? My body's getting better every day. Okay. Then hold your hope. Where do you think you're going to end up? Uh... Yeah, it's just a matter of time. If I keep doing what I'm doing and God keeps doing what he's doing, I'm going to be, be well. Exactly. So don't let the enemy sit there on that couch while you're by yourself because sickness isolates us and that's dangerous and go, it's always going to be like this. You're never going to be able to ride that four-wheeler. You're never going to... Wait, the evidence says I was back there. Now I'm here. I'm going to be there. Is this good, guys? Not about you. In fact, just a bunch of common sense and a bunch of scripture. Let's keep going. It's not a game of condemnation. It's a game of common sense. God will walk, walk with it. So in my addiction, just talking about facing the direction, in my addiction to tobacco, before I quit, I had a checkup with a doctor, and he said this. Oh, that's bad. That's bad. He says, you got you to gotta quit dipping. You, do you want to quit dipping? You know what I said to him? I said, no, but I want to want to quit dipping. I'm just being honest, guys. That, that day, do you want to put it down? No, I don't. Not at all, really. But you know what? The step in the direction, Dustin, was this simple, but I want to want to. So here's what that turns into. God, will you help me to want to? I'll be open to you. The shame and condemnation kept me from running to you, but instead now I'm actually going to run to you and say, God, I have a problem with this. It's powerful. It's got its hold on me, but you're greater. So I do what you can do. Do what you want to do. And then guess what you do? Just wait. Just chill. Just chill. <laughs> when it comes to stuff like that, the funniest thing about all that is, when you get all anxious and nervous and all that, what's the thing you want to do? You want to have a cigarette, <laughs> all right? So that's why it's not working, guys. Get off the hamster wheel. Realize you got to put whatever God gives you. Now, tomorrow, I don't want to give my whole message away right now, guys. Sorry. I knew I would have problems with pacing this message out. I'm all over the place. Someone once told me something that really helped me. I want to give you everything I can today. Ready? We are to change, to grow, to become like Christ. Absolutely. War against the sins that so easily entangle us as we run our race. That's quoting scripture. Lazy, useless, ungrateful faith with no growth is, is, is a bad pendulum swing. Absolutely. But I want you to take something in when you look at your shortcomings or even when other people try to condemn you. I want to say this. You are only responsible for what the Holy Spirit is talking to you about today. Because here's what we do. This is number three thing we all do, or at least me. I looked at this, 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 this area, this line of things that I was very obviously struggling with. And I'd go, all right, I got to work on all those. Well, I'll tell you, when I was younger, it was, you know, like my thought life and the way I treated and view, viewed women, my relationship with alcohol, uh, my relationship with tobacco, um, financial law. So what I always did was, here, God, and I smashed him in his face and said, take care of these. You know what's funny? God would say this. Oh, I see those guys, but I want the one in the back wall. I want that forgiveness you're withholding from your mother. I want that one today. No, but don't you see? I, I smoke. Take this one. And God says, you're only responsible for what I'm doing in your life today. 
Otherwise, you're waging war against these things in your own strength. Piece by piece, I will untangle them. Anybody ever put their headphones in a pocket and come up with this mess? <laughs> that's, that's the air. Okay. The darkness inside of us, one thing leads to another, 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 another. And so here's the deal. When, while you're staring at your shortcomings and forgetting all this, God is saying, we got to pull this specific thread today to get there. Do you understand what I'm saying? I love how in that office, it's never what you walk in and think you're bringing to me. No, it's not. And it's not my strength. God will go like this. Boop. <laughs> and then, of course, waterworks. And God goes, this is the area that led to this, this, this. I love the amount of people that are smiling at me right now because you know exactly what I'm talking about. So my point is this. Ready? Look at that. We just took a half hour. You came in here holding your problems tight. And what you're not, what you're supposed to be. And, oh, and, oh, and, oh. and God just said like this. Why are you holding on to that thing? You're called to do what, what you can do. Whatever steps in front of you, absolutely do that. But listen, you're only called to do what I'm telling you to do today. That's it. You're responsible for what the Holy Spirit's telling you to do today. That's awesome, right? Anyone feel a little lighter after hearing this and feel a little better? This is just what saved me this week, man. I didn't realize how condemned I was feeling and how I was living. Let me show you something out of, Ma out of Matthew here. Matthew followed Jesus around. A guy who was stealing and robbing from his own people. That's the guy that Jesus says, oh, you want to follow me? Cool. Condemn, you know, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. Anybody need rest? Oh, my gosh. For my yoke is easy and my, my burden is light. So here's what I've understood, guys. The yoke and the burden he gives us, they're actually light. And when they're not, like I said in the beginning, following Christ can be hard, then we've done something to ourselves. Do you see what I'm doing with this now? Because he's not lying. The yoke, I, I, you know, trade your yoke. We all, we're all born with a yoke, for, for one. You know what a yoke is. You put it on an ox to do the work, right? You get it? We're farm country enough to understand that. We're all born with a yoke, you guys. Don't look at this and think, why would I want a yoke on? No, you're, you're born with it. Here's your yoke without Christ. I'm going to make money. I'm going to make a living. i got to sustain relationships. i got to figure out what happens when I die. i, I got to run my life. There's your yoke. Jesus offers us this. Hey, I'll take that one, and you can take mine. Mine's full of security where it's not about you. You get to live forever with me. I'll be in your relationships. Everything we were just talking about. But he's saying, guys, checkup time. If you're feeling a burden that's not you know, easy and light, then it's not me. It's you doing that, right? That's good. We're just supposed to cooperate today with what he's doing. And that's what he's talking about. That's how Holy Spirit works. Can I tell you another thing too? We're powering it down here pretty soon. Okay. When you have these thoughts inside about yourself, when they're condemning, when they're, they're mean, or when they're hopeless, that's not God. Can I tell you how the Holy Spirit actually corrects you? He calls things out very specifically in your life. He speaks very gently and very encouraging, and he gives you really specific ways to redo things. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay, so some of us had parents that said, I won't yell because there's babies sleeping. I was going to. Clean your room. Oh, you're never this and that, blah, 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 blah. So we put that on God. Here's what God does. Okay, so here's what you need to do, AJ, in terms of your marriage or whatever. Here's what you need to do. Okay, here's what you did that's not working, right? And I know you can do it. Do you understand that? That's Holy Spirit. Why do you think he's called a dove, not a war hawk? Guys, Marie, listen probably shouldn't have said that what happened was you let things build up 
and you didn't bring it to me. So next time, right? I'm just making an example. I don't know. Right, guys? Did I get you? Did I bullseye it, maybe? Did I? Right, guys? Eric, we're used to this. We're used to, you'll never, you blah, blah, blah. No, Holy Spirit simply says this. You don't want to do that. That's not who you want to be. That's not who you want to be. Why don't you do this instead? I love you. Guys, do you think we're lying when we sing good, good father up here? That's how I correct my kid, right? I mean, I try. So, guys, if you hear a, you're hearing a voice in your head that talks about how bad you are, you'll always be this or always be that, and here's where I am, and that's not God. God's will say this. There's a time for that. Give it to me. We'll get through it. We'll absolutely get through this. So as I'm getting down to, uh, to close here today, let me make sure I got all the, that really cool stuff um, that I wanted to tell you guys. Okay. We're so prone to hiding our flaws, failures, and sins, guys. The final thing I'm going to say about this week, it all comes from the Garden of Eden. I was naked. I was ashamed, so I hid. We've been through this, right? Shame, fear, and control. Listen, I'll give you your one step today. Whatever is coming to your mind, because I know you and I can see your body language, by the way. Whatever's coming to your mind about this, I want to be here and I'm not here. Let me give you my practical advice today, okay? Ready? Okay. Step one is always this. Really bring it to God. And I mean, bring the whole thing to God. And I mean, I'm ashamed. I'm embarrassed. Here's what I did. And here's what I know I shouldn't have done. You don't hide anymore. You come out from hiding and go, I'm really stuck in this. And I can't, without a touch from you, I'm going to, I will, God, I will still be addicted in 10 years unless you do something. And I'm not threatening you, God. I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> like, I'm getting down. If I could have changed me, I would have already. First step to recovery, by the way. If I could have become the husband I want to be, I would have already become that. So I need to tell you, God, I am not cutting the mustard here at all. Step one is always that. You or, or even, God, I'm really not even convinced. That guy talked about you are who you say you are and all that. I don't even know who you are, and I'm not really convinced. Do that too? What? You think you can't handle that? That's always step one. But let me give you some practical ones, guys. He already knows what we're struggling with, so do that. Maybe it's just mindfully cutting back. And this can be this simple. Go to him. Maybe he'll tell you. Maybe mindfully cut a tiny bit of food off each portion. That's a big deal. Maybe skip one snack. Delay the snack 20 minutes. Maybe one less cigarette a day. Maybe it's like that, right? Maybe it's getting in front of someone, like I say, where finances, where you sit down and go, I don't know how to manage money. I tell you, I had to come to that conclusion 11 years ago. And do you know I would be in a totally different life if I didn't really come to that conclusion? I don't want what mom and dad had. I don't want that. I want better. So I got to go get something, I, right? I want something different. I got to go find it. So w this week, th here's the simple thing, guys. What we're going to do is we're going to get in front of God and just say, what's my one thing? Because let me give you one last thing to encourage you. Craig Rochelle says this. I'm quoting Craig Rochelle, and so did the book that you just read, which was really weird. Okay, in our sinfulness, our fears, our flaws. Hear me and believe this. We are not fighting for victory, guys. We are fighting from victory. Do you understand that? This is where the Oprah show has no power, and Dr. Phil is full of crap. <laughs> it's true. Those are just coping mechanisms. This is not coping mechanisms, guys. This is not. Holy Spirit is changing you, giving you a new heart, predestined to be conformed to the likeness of Christ. So we are fighting from victory. God is greater than your financial mistakes, your blown up relationships, your addiction. You got to understand that. Now just get in a place in the center of his plan. That's it. Stop trying. You're never going to win. You're never going to win without God. Get your eyes off you and onto him. Isaiah 40 has been great for me. That's something someone has given me. This, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing before we close. Isaiah 40, let me show you this. Because now we're going to build you up and send you home. See, the sovereign Lord comes with power and his arm rules for him. 
His rewards with him. His recompense accompanies him. He tends his flock, you guys, me, like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs, the weak ones in his arms. He carries them close to his heart. Awesome, Old Testament. He gently, gently, gently leads those that have young. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand or with the breadth of his hand marked off the heavens? Who has held the dust of the earth in a basket or weighed the mountains on scales? <laughs> Next, the hills in the balance. Who has understood the mind of God or instructed him as his counselor? Whom did the Lord consult to enlighten him and who's taught him in the right way? Who was it that taught him knowledge or showed him the path of understanding? Surely the nations are like a drop in a bucket. They're regarded as dust on the scales. He weighs the islands as though they were fine dust. Now let's play Job a little bit. Because now we're going to see, and I'm going to nail the coffin about you looking at you. Are you ready? Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Who is this that darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Dress for action like a man. I will question you, and you make it known to me. Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurement? Surely you know, or who stretched the line upon it? On what were its bases sunk, or who laid its cornerstone, when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy? Or who shut in the sea with doors when it burst out from the womb, when I made clouds its garment and thick darkness its swaddling band, and prescribed limits for it and set bars and doors, and said, Thus far shall you come and no farther, and here shall your proud waves be stayed. Have you commanded the morning since your days began, and caused the dawn to know its place, that it might take hold of the skirts of the earth and the wicked be shaken out of it? It is changed like clay under the seal, and its feet. You think that's poetry, but it's not. He's talking about how he created things. And Job was too busy looking at himself and his circumstances. We just covered this. But God's going, you got to look at me. I laid the foundations. I'm the one who laid the mark out for the Pacific Ocean and the Atlantic Ocean. I'm the one who has the key to you becoming who you want to be. So this week, guys, well, here we go. What have we learned? It's not wise to stare at where you want to be and fall into condemnation because you're not there yet. It's not wise to think that um, where you are now is always where you'll be, that it's the finished product. So what are we going to do? We're going to make sure we are on our way, that we're doing something, even one thing, okay, by facing the direction we want ahead. We're going to ask God to show us that one thing. He knows the perfect one step. And lastly, we're going to magnify. We're going to stare at his power, not our weaknesses. And in shifting our focus, we're going to lean on his power for growth and not be stalled by our inability to get there on our own. How's that sound? Doable? All right.